Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Uh, you, you doing a lot of cottaging or what? You know, there's been uh, some here and there. How are your uh, black fly bites? Everything good? They're pretty big. I got a huge one on my forehead. <laughs> how's your huge how's your one on my arm? How's your pinky doing? Uh, my pinky's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling less itchy. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So uh, welcome, everybody. This is the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Uh, generally, we have performers or comedians and hardcore Raptors fans. Uh, obviously, a lot's going on in Raptors world. Even when it's not, it's still busy. Uh, we got a first timer on the uh, podcast today. I'm super excited. Uh, really funny guy. Uh, he's done just for laughs. He's a stand up. He's been all over the world. Uh, why don't you give it up at home for Tim Rabnett? That, How's that music? That for you, does Jim? not capture my personality. That's way more intense than I am as a person. But like, that's would that be like a version of you if you're like hitting the court, like doing the LeBron James, like tossing know. the chalk? I'm just sitting here. I've like <laughs> loosened my belt and. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like I could see you to that song, like at least like like intensely watching a movie or something. Sure, sure. <laughs> intensely watching a romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how's it going, man? Thanks for doing Good. the podcast. Yeah, no, st- super excited to be here. I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm jacked to have you. I'm, uh, uh, God, I've spent so much of my life defending Andrea Bargnani and Jose Calderon, and I'm, uh, dude, you, you, I'm, uh, you, you found a, a safe place. Yeah, because <laughs> that's that's who I am. I, uh, I became a hardcore fan during, like, you know, w- uh, with the when Vince Carter, of course, uh, yeah, Toronto, but um, a season seat holder. Uh, during the Bar- uh, Barniani era, yeah, and yeah, I I remember those those uh, thirteen games when Barniani oh, was like God. the guy, and I tried to convince myself he was Dirk, and uh, yeah, we've seen some really really it's, dark. Oh, times. and just like the energy I put into convincing myself that like Lamont Murray was going to break out and be oh, awesome yeah. with the Raptors. Oh yeah, um, just nothing ever ends up going well. <laughs> it's always dark. It's always dark in Raptorland. Um, our next guest, uh, he's been on the podcast before. Um, we disagree on Raptors things on the internet, <laughs> but he's amazing. Uh, he's a legend of a comedian. Uh, sorry, I don't know. What, what, that, that felt right saying it. You know what I mean? And then I was looking at him when I was saying it, so maybe it's a bit weird. Um, give, it at, uh, give it up at home for Ben Miner. Like that. Yeah, I that, think that, that captures your personality. Yeah, that's yeah. Newer, that. Does, that, does that feel like the legend comedian Ben Miner music? I felt like uh, I had a montage in my head of all my favorite Raptor arguments with you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been a lot, actually. There's been a lot. But you know what? We, we're, we're both obsessed with the Raptors. We're passionate. Um, our next guest, I uh, argue with a bunch as well. Your mentor? Um, my uh, oh yeah, I called him my mentor once. You know, I throw I throw around a lot of stuff that I, I can't necessarily back up. Although he did do a lot of good things for me, but um, he's from coming in from L.A. Uh, he's an awesome guy, great comedian, uh, wicked stand up, big Raptors fan, and uh, why don't you give it up at home for Will Weldon? 
You know, I'd uh, I'd like to officially request a uh, change change of intro music if I could. You mean like the whole thing in general or yours? Uh, mine specifically, if there's like a form I have to fill out or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you could probably I, handle that with Matt after the uh, episode. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll sort well, you we out. Could, we Matt, could handle that. Matt, I would prefer some sort of kind of like a orchestral, like the kind of uh, orchestral music they play in movies when like the devil finally arrives. <laughs> that, that, you don't think that would work for that? I, I, you know, I'm skeptical of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think you're 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 turning into the podcast heel. Maybe maybe Ben's <laughs> going to give you a run for your money today. But um, <laughs> be- before we get cracking on uh, some breaking news, actually for the Raptors, um, Matt, why don't you tell everybody uh, something they don't know about Juan Dixon? Juan Dixon, he was a uh, Colangelo trade deadline acquisition in 2007. Okay, I think I know. Immediately that. traded the next deadline in 2008. So sure. he's just yeah. deadline to deadline for the Raps. Uh, traded for Fred Jones. Uh, he averaged 11 points. Not great. He was a bit of a stinker in Toronto. I mean, 11 points isn't that bad. Um, when his career ended in 2009, he went over to Europe and was suspended indefinitely for testing positive for steroids. Okay. Good for him. Okay. Yeah. I also say good for him. You know what I mean? You're having fun in Europe. He's probably like, what was it in Luxembourg? Like, was he, what was he doing? Uh, I think he went to Spain for a bit and then yeah. he, after his suspension, he finished in Turkey. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to Ennis. Yeah. I, uh, sh- yeah. Shout out to Ennis. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, well, uh, why don't you give us that Raptors sting so we can move on to some Raptors news. Uh, cool. So yeah, we got some breaking news today. Um, the hiring of uh, our lead assistant coach. Um, I don't know if the language is weird or, or if he's the lead assistant defensive coach. What I read was the lead assistant coach. So I'm sure. That's what he, I read too. Yeah. So th- I find that a bit confusing. And actually, that's kind of where I'm coming with my uh, with my question. But um, it's Adrian Griffin. He's former uh, NBA player. Uh, I, I did some quick research on him. Seemed like a little bit of a journeyman. Um, um, I think Ben did some research yeah, too, yeah. so maybe we'll start with you. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if this is uh, making me confident about Nurse's ability to coach a defensive squad, or you know, I think I'm I'm pretty optimistic in general now. You know, it seems like Masai is doing the best job of assembling really, really good coaches. So I, there's a lot to be optimistic about. I, I uh, listened to a couple interviews with uh, with Nurse and with uh, Jamma um, Jamma Malela for the Raptors 905, and uh, yeah, it seems like they're going to be doing some progressive stuff. They keep using the word creative. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I think most Raptors fans should be happy about that. Do you have any thoughts on uh, Adrian Griffin? The yeah, I assistant mean, coach. First of all, I think uh, Nick Nurse was a bad hire. Okay. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. like it. Ben, Ben coming in huge. Uh, it's whatever. No, no, it's like, breaking up with someone and dating their sibling. You know what I mean? I can't help but like you know. I mean, I'm such a Raptors like optimistic 
loser fan that I all, as soon as we get somebody, I start convincing myself of all their good qualities. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping for stack. I mean, Griffin seems like he'll be a fine assistant coach. He uh, coached for two years in Milwaukee immediately after retiring. Mm -hmm. He went to Chicago and he got fired in Chicago. Everybody was a little confused as to why that happened. They think he should have stayed. Right. Then he went to OKC, but uh, I don't know. Like I like journeyman players better as coaches than great players in that role. Cause I find that great players try to turn other players into them. Like they don't get that other players don't see the, the right. game the same way they do, or things don't come as easily to them as they do. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I, there, there's a lot of like journeyman players yeah. who become yeah. awesome coaches. That's so. what I, I prefer a journeyman player becoming a coach. I think it's mm -hmm. a lot of pressure on the players and on the coach. If you were a former all-star awesome player, it's yeah. a little difficult because you, you don't really get how much easier it was for you than it is for other players. And it's, it's interesting that you you think Stackhouse would have been a good coach because he was a spectacular player. But you also yeah, kind of think of him as like a tough guy. Stackhouse older player. has like three or four arena records. Yeah. I look uh, at him as like a, like as 60, like a Dallas Maverick is how you think yeah. of him. No, I look at him as a tough guy first and foremost and a journeyman tough guy. I know right. he could play like he, he was a star. Like, he had a few, absolute star. Yeah. He had a few seasons where he was a star, but then he had more than that where he was more of a right. role playing. I see tough what you're guy. saying. Yeah. No, he had like, he's one of those guys who had like a lot of different um, parts of his career. Yeah. 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 I think he gets how, uh, how to play the game a little bit more than a superstar because a superstar just comes a bit easier to them. And sometimes yeah. they see it a little bit differently than other players do. And it's just part of their makeup. That's what makes them special. That's fair. Um, Tim, you got any feelings about Adrian Griffin? It's okay. I don't, it's okay I don't know a don't. lot. I remember yeah. him. Um, I remember him vaguely. I think he's a lefty. Um, he is. Yeah. yeah. He's a lefty shooting guard. Yeah. Six, yeah. Six, he was kind of like a, just like a wing defender, but like, and he played when people didn't really shoot threes as much. So you yeah. could just be like a six, six guy who played defense. And, yeah, uh, totally. Um, it, I see like he's like an Aaron McKee, but like less, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. In fact, if he, if I found it, he was on those Sixers teams, um, with Iverson, they just had like oh, a he bunch. Was? I don't know, but they oh, just, okay. do you remember they just had like McKee a bunch was, of, yeah. oh yeah, Eric kind of wing that guys. team that went to the finals with Iverson was worse than the Cavs team that went to the finals with LeBron this year. Totally. I a hundred percent agree. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I actually think that the Todd uh, McCullough was the like, Kimbe and that, Allen Iverson. That was that, the whole team. That Cleveland team he first went to the finals with is actually one of the most horrendous. That, that to me is more comparable to that Sixers team. That Sixers they, team was bad, they started Booby Gibson, who was a rookie. Yeah. Which is literally uh -huh. insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so in terms of Griffin, it, I I don't like Billy Donovan. I, it's a vague sense I have, but I don't think Oklahoma. I don't like the way they play. I love Ru Russell Westbrook. And I yeah. guess it's hard not to just let him run wild because he's so talented. But uh, yeah, he's he's like but uh, when I when I heard they got their lead assistant as a guy who was working in Oklahoma. I thought that's not good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to. I to guess bring I, their culture to Toronto, but I do. I, as a Raptors fan, we talked about this before we started. You just so blindly trust Masai, and totally. like yeah. you just put the blinders on, and are like, sure. "No, it's going to be okay." Masai, for Masai knows season. what he's doing for one more season. I don't so, know. Yeah. Like, I think I'll just do it for the rest of my life. I give him it's, one more year. Oh shit! One ben, more year. Ben coming in huge. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm giving him one more year. <laughs> um, Will, you got any thoughts on uh, on the new assistant coach? I mean, um, how do you, uh, how can you ever possibly <clears throat> judge, uh, judge a, a, a coach who was on this era of like who coached for this era of the Oklahoma city thunder? I just don't, it doesn't, I just can't imagine you really coach Russell Westbrook right. and he has no interest in playing defense. So this guy could be 
an incredible coach or just an absolutely terrible coach. And I think it'd be pretty hard to tell. Yeah, I think I think um, OKC for a while they were like second or third defensive team in the NBA last year. Yeah, and they did I, well this year. I think they faded a bit to like fourth or fifth. That was when Roberson got hurt. Yeah, right, right. Roberson was huge for for defense, and, and they uh, have good defensive talent. Like yeah, I think know, but Paul Adams George, and Paul George, and. Um, and yeah, like, I think it's like Russell Westbrook's team. It's one of those scenarios where, um, not dissimilar to some of the iterations of LeBron teams where like, I'm thinking the Mike Brown, LeBron mm-hmm. teams where it was like, LeBron is the offense and basically you're coaching around him and you're making sure everyone yeah. else is good on defense. Like Ty Lue's done a lot of that. Yeah. He's kept everyone else motivated, locked in basically, you know, not you know, freaking out and getting angry. And I, I wonder if Ty Lue will ever get another job in the NBA. Like Mike Brown has been an assistant, but yeah, I think when you're with such a strong personality like LeBron or, or Westbrook, you, it's tough. It's tough to get oh, a second job. Sure. Like, I, I mean, I could, you know, if like, I, I think nurse early on said a lot about his relationship with Kyle Lowry, which I think is really important because everyone knows Kyle Lowry is someone's trust. You got to earn. And, uh, and Casey clearly did that. So, um, so sorry, Will, I don't know if you had any more thoughts on, uh, on, on the assistant coach, minus the fact that, you know, it's coming from OKC. So it's not, not the most exciting thing. Yeah. I mean, you, it's like, who knows with assistant coaches, it's like, you know, uh, people give a lot of credit to Nick nurse for, the offense change uh, last season and there are guys like, you know, Doc Rivers was never the same coach after he lost Tibbs. But then there are tons of teams where, you know, the Spurs turn over assistant coaches like crazy and it doesn't ever really seem to make a big difference. So hmm. it seems like a real crapshoot one way or the other. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair just because like the head coach definitely establishes you know, the tone of everything they take, the lumps, they also take the praise. Um, although, I mean, in Casey's scenario, it seems like Nurse got a lot of the love. Um, because that, Casey fought him for that offense for a season. Yeah, well, it seems like two seasons. Because yeah, yeah. I, 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 the rumors I heard is that they wanted to implement that season or that, that offense for two years. I mean, like if like my gut tells me, especially the way that this is kind of went with, with Casey, that as soon as Masai got there, he was basically like you're not getting fired, but you're constantly on the uh, hot seat. And that just affects how a coach is going to coach. He, he, he replaced, I think it was after season one, he replaced all his, all his yeah. assistants. He brought nurse in. So Casey knew there was a guy who was ready to take his job. So I think that made Casey kind of, you know, not exploring the big picture, not messing with lineups. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's not in Casey's personality, but I think it definitely, Casey knew he was never, Super secure. Even when he signed a three-year contract, I mean, coaches get fired like days into yeah. big contracts sometimes. So I just never bought him. I think they won. 50, by, yeah. No, I think they won fifty-nine games despite him. Despite Casey. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, absolutely. No way. What do you like? Uh, I love the the kids on the bench right now, but I think the Toronto's drunk on two guys, and they just got to get over it. I think Demar and uh, Kyle are basically uh, Shane Corson and Darcy Tucker. Ouch. You're two hardworking guys that the that's fans pretty rough. love. That is super mean and accurate. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the hockey analogy here. I think DeRozan's much closer to Matt Sundin. Disagree. And I don't think I, I think DeRozan. I mean, second team All NBA. I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to DeRozan, but 
first, I, I want to touch on the draft here, guys, because because I think we're going to get going on DeRozan. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, I, I just like to throw in as the only um, non-Toronto sports fan in the conversation. Yes, uh, I think Matt Sundin stinks, and I like Demar Derozan way more than I ever liked Matt Sundin. Whoa! Wow! Oof, disagree. I think I, I think Matt Sundin refusing to waive his. Uh, no trade clause was like stupid and insane. And I think that generation of the Leafs was like one of the laziest groups of players ever accumulated on one team. I mean, Matt. Also, didn't, didn't, didn't Shane Corson like fuck Darcy Tucker's wife or something like that? <laughs> McGillney. McGillney's wife. Is that right, true? Right, I mean, right. Oh my God. That's like the most common sports rumor, though. Like everyone's yeah. bang LeBron's mom. You know what I mean? Every, like, so it is, shout, what? Out, shout out to what's his name? Uh, what's, what's, you know, um, the teammate who did it. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, Dante Jones. Dante West. Yeah, Dante West, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I'm not sure what to believe when it's uh, banging people's wives or moms. I always thought it'd be a great chirp for LeBron. And I think um, Paul George fucked um, Roy Hibbert's wife. I heard that, too. I think. And that's when when Roy Hibbert's career kind of went off. I always thought it'd be a great burn if you can sit courtside at a LeBron game and then uh, (laughs) get an old lady that'll like make out with you then wear a Delonte West jersey and every time he, he goes by you just make out with the old lady while wearing the West jersey I mean I think we should at least raise a little bit of money for you to try that yeah, yeah, um, I have a friend Andrew who's obsessed with he's like he keeps asking me he's like has anyone ever went to a basketball game and sat close and brought a whistle and I was like I think that's your destiny wow. like I think you're and you'll probably do that I mean max once I don't know yeah like, and you'd be like, kicked like, out you, in a second but uh, so quick and I don't even think he'd be put on TV but I think he should do that because yes. he's asked me a bunch of times so yeah. um, no but yeah so so about the draft um, Tim I'm going to start with you on this one okay um, do you think the Raptors oh sorry I'll, you know I'll actually preface it this way um, Bobby Webster's Bobby Webster was interviewed saying that um, the Raptors were for sure trying to get in on the draft lots of teams were uh, it was a weird draft no players were traded um, zero contracts were traded which is pretty rare I mean it hasn't happened for yeah, like, un- like two decades probably, I think yeah. or something um, so I mean teams are valuing picks like clearly very highly so um, or, or, or maybe you know other teams trading in are not that high in the players coming in I don't know what the deal was but uh, yeah Bobby Webster alluded to um, trying to trade uh, not only for a high pick, he was trying to trade for a middle pick, and they even tried to buy a pick and absolutely got nothing going. Um, he seemed like he was a little bit bitter about it, actually. So uh, I was going to say, do you think the Raptors should have traded into the draft? But let me just rephrase that to say, um, do you think it's detrimental that the Raptors did not trade into the draft. I think the Raptors have done an excellent job of developing young talent, mm-hmm. but the league, it, clearly in the league, you have your LeBrons and your Steph Currys, yeah. and then you have your your really good players like a, a Kyle Lowry, um, uh, Serge Ibaka for like eight minutes a game, falls into that category. And then sort of the, the seven through 13 guys on a roster are so dependent on circumstance. Right. And... The way the Raptors aren't now, unless they make some moves, a young like OG was so lucky to to come into a situation where he got to get a lot of minutes and start. Oh, it was perfect for and him. develop. And it's Norm incredible. Powell got injured. Nor and Norm Powell is fucked now. The guy could be mm-hmm. out of the league. I I have a dog that I adopted nine months ago. <laughs> 
name Norm specifically after Norm Powell. That's <laughs> amazing. I tell my wife all the time that if I had to do it over again, our dog would be named Delon because uh, <laughs> Norm. Nor, I well, mean, and it, it's, the, it's not like, a lot like going on with the naming of the dog. Yeah, like, but I, but it's yeah, not that Norm Powell got worse necessarily. It's just the opportunity wasn't there, and so yeah, bringing a young guy into the team, I really don't know what position. I think Siakam is going to get a lot of opportunity next year. I think they want to develop Siakam. Mm-hmm. Um, we may get into Bebe some, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Pirtle getting more a more prominent role. And and on the wing, they're so thick with wing players that I, I don't know if you brought in a 20-year-old, if he'd actually be able to get the reps to develop. So I'm kind, I feel like it's kind of a good year for them not to have a draft pick because they have so much young talent. Yeah, I think we were one of the five youngest teams in the league last year, so we have lots of young players. Um, I, you know, I tend to feel uh, w- w- like I, I would have enjoyed just the process of like grabbing a guy. It is fun to root and, for a rookie. Yeah, and like I, I think they got they've added some people to like the summer league team. Um, we, you know, we'll talk about that kind of stuff next week. But summer league is a bit of a it's interesting in some ways, but it's not necessarily indicative of what. So they got Norm and Fred Van Vliet. Um, they were undrafted. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm probably not crediting summer league enough because yeah, if your if your scouts are on it and you can uh, yeah. see someone who no it was um, up. Norm was a Norm was a second round pick. Was he? he was yeah. just one of the summer league all stars. Uh, oh right, and actually, you no, know, uh, I'm remembering now. We traded um, uh, what's it called, uh, Gravis. For uh, yeah. Norman Powell, or the pick that ended up being Norman Powell and somebody else. And DeLon Wright, maybe. Was it DeLon? I don't know. It was a first-round the Buc- pick. They got the a first-round pick. The Bucs two picks. Yeah, first and a second. Masai really, like, when Masai first came to Toronto, I think people must have trusted him more. Because he was getting, like, lots of... Yeah. He was just getting he the best of every... He got a first-round pick for Barnani. Yeah. <laughs> He got a Holy, lot. Really? Yeah. Um, Will, how, how are you feeling about uh, how are you feeling about the draft and you know the Raptors kind of like lack of involvement? Well, I don't think it's you know everybody's talking about how desperate they were to get into it. So I just don't think it was really possible to get into this draft, especially when you look and see that the only trash that really trades that really happened were people kind of jockeying for position. I don't think I think that's like it. And uh, yeah, it was like, so it's like this is clear, and everybody, pick. everybody's so bogged. Every team is so bogged down with salary right now from when the cap exploded that I think every team that had picks was just relieved to be able to fill out their roster a little bit for a guy they weren't going to have to pay more than like two and a half million dollars or whatever the rookie scale is. Yeah, that's 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 actually a really good point because there's I think it's going to be a record like sixteen or seventeen teams in the luxury tax, mm-hmm. and barely any teams this offseason have money to like sign big time free agents. Obviously, people can get tricky, do like awesome you know finagly Daryl Morey type stuff, but um, yeah, it's not a lot of money going around. So it should be very interesting to see like guys like Fred Van Vliet and um, what type of money people garner. I I, I thought Fred Van Vliet. Um, could get paid like he was unrestricted. He could get paid anything. But uh, I was listening to the Raptors Republic podcast and um, William uh, Liu was saying that based on when he, how he was signed, he can only be paid uh, 8.5. That's the max. Any team can pay Fred (laughs) for the first two years, but they can poison pill us if they want. So they could be like 8.5, 8.5, you know, 30 or obviously not 30, but Mm -hmm. um, 
I also, I also think um, the whole thing with trying to, because people were also talking a lot about how, you know, specifically it seemed like they were emphasizing that Lowry was available because they mm-hmm. wanted to draft the uh, Canadian point guard uh, who went to, I don't know, Kentucky or wherever. But I think, uh, I think another about, reason they wanted him into the draft Shea is because he wants to start tearing the team down. Like, he's, I think at this point he's ready to try to move on. So it was not just getting the pick, it was also unloading some salary and uh, I think more importantly just moving on to whatever the next era of this team is going to be. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be interesting with our young guys coming up and our core now, you know, which doesn't really look championship bound, I wouldn't say. I don't think anybody would say. Um, and yeah, how do you make that transition? How, how do you make it fast? How do you make it slow? How do you make it right? I think it's going to be like, we're going to be asking ourselves that question. Even if there is a big trade, you know, the subsequent moves are going to matter as, uh, so much as well. So, um, Ben, I know you want to get into this draft. We, we talked about it on Facebook at least a little bit. So uh, yeah, yeah. what were you hoping for that? Like, you know, were you hoping for basically... My dream deal was DeMar yeah. going to Memphis for the number four pick and then taking Parsons back. And if he's healthy, he's healthy. If not, it's just a year less on the contract. Right. And I, mean, I was head over heels on Mo Bamba. Yeah. I, so like I, with the Memphis, did fourth overall, right? Yeah, yeah. And Bamba and went, I think, sixth. So they would have been able to get Bamba with that. I just think he's the type of guy you could rebuild a team around or just build a team around. I look at that lineup with him and be dope on it man he's uh i think he's a future all-star and defensive stalwart i think he's gonna he's shooting the three like a madman if you watch his uh, mm-hmm. workout tapes right now seven foot ten wingspan seven foot ten two tall like get, get out of here that's just it's ridiculous yeah that's uh, no he seems like a pretty insane and then get rid of demar and i mean memphis is paying too much money to conley and gasol to be a bum team right now so i think the idea there was that you could trade demar that gives him a third option Somebody can just cut and slash while Conley sets up and shoots and Gasol passes it out. Right. But uh, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I was hoping for it, it's weird. I'm, I'm enjoying I've enjoyed the continuity so much of this Raptors team and just like this long march to legitimacy, especially being like, you know, uh, me and Tim were talking about before the uh, podcast started just about, you know, being convincing ourselves that Bargnani was anything and and just how that's what Raps fans do with DeMar now. But DeMar is not Bargnani. He's not Bargnani, but he's also not the player everyone thinks he is. So like, okay, you know what? This is going to transition perfectly because because the next question is, what is um, DeMar's trade value? A bad contract. I I disagree. Yeah, so I I disagree like this. Yeah, like. I disagree. It's it's weird. Okay, I, I just want to like like I'll let my kind of like opinion stand here or, or kind of just like in, intro this. Like, I think that Demar, as well as a couple Raptors, are clearly overpaid, and I think that's where things get confusing. Every like you know, uh, NBA um, like all, all NBA teams are some some of the most um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're some of the most. Um, you know, unimpeachable honors you could get period in the NBA. And, um, DeMar got second team all NBA this year. So that means every single smart person in basketball thinks he's at the very worst, the 20th best player in the NBA. So then, yeah, he, obviously his, con- his contract still is outsized and we've saw what he's done in the playoffs. He's absolutely not been a second all NBA, uh, all NBA team player. Like he's been, pretty average, I think, like, and for his role, he's been bad. So it kind of puts us in this tough situation where, yeah, what do you do with a guy who 
is overpaid, but still very good. And I know I understand Ben, you don't think he is very good. I mean, I think that's pretty like, it's pretty straightforward to me that he is a very, very, you know, a team USA. He's just a guy that I don't think, I don't think you can make it to some of the places he's been without being undeniably good. I think he's a nice person. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I think he's a nice person that wins a lot of people over. Uh, in terms of pro athletes, you don't meet a lot of them with an attitude like Demar. He's, you know, that's true. Great that's interview. True. He's very pleasant. He's always humble. Uh, having said that, I think that there's quite a few players if they're jacking up, you know, eighteen to twenty-five shots a game could average what he averages. Uh, it is what it's. Did Bargnani make any All-Star teams? Um, no, never. And Demar's made four. Yeah, whatever. See, I, I just can't. I can't do that. I can't. Even if I dislike. Okay, like there's been a couple guys in my day. Where and don't forget, he's making I, them in the Eastern Conference here. Let's not get. Like sure, crazy. sure. I mean, you can add any like kind of like other caveats point, to his Name me the guys in the Eastern Conference that were amazing that he beat out. He would have never made all-star games out West. He would have never I been. I agree. I agree. So again, there's like a little asterisk there. Yeah, he made four all-star games, but in the East, which was guard deficient at the time. I mean, ugh. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a decent player. I don't think he's great. I think he's paid like a superstar. Toronto thinks he's a superstar. Uh, but it takes him far too many shots to get the points that he gets. He's one-dimensional. He reverts back to an ISO player in the playoffs. He can't p- play defense. Eh, like, move on. Tim. I'd like to see what the kids could do with his 20 shots a game. DeMar leaving would be addition through subtraction, and I don't think he's worth much on the trade uh, market. We would have seen it this uh, during the trade deadline. He could, right. We couldn't get into the draft, and we we're apparently offering just about anyone. It does seem like it was like not necessarily fire sale, but uh, what's weird about Masai is I don't think he takes deals if he even thinks like optically he's going to lose. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be a bit of a trap. Me and Will were actually talking about this uh, also on Facebook. Uh, You you can tell that my Raptors are my entire life, Uh, which, you know, this may be a bit sad, but also I don't care. Right. So, um, Tim, you disagree with Ben as well. So like what's what's. uh, what? Yeah, like what? If I, you I put, guess if you put in his trade if dog. you put um, accolades and price tag and everything apart, and like if you just didn't know who players were mm-hmm. and they didn't know what they make, Demar is a plus NBA player, and my brother is the same way. He thinks he's a negative NBA player. Ben, you clearly think that he's. Look he's, him up in real plus minus. He's horrible. He he he, he's he makes a positive impact on a basketball court. We have had just. Acres of shit as players for years. Yes. Demar is is the best guy we've had in this franchise. Like obviously Vince is a better player, mm-hmm. but for for someone that we're actually going to retire his number someday, I feel pretty lucky to have a guy like Demar. I I I think the Celtics are for real, and I think that's right. I think we're in an era where Golden State is going to be winning until they stop winning, and I'm worried the Celtics are going to be better than us for probably another six years oh, and fuck it. What, terrifying. what, yeah, the, what else have we got to guy, live for? Let's just, good let's just let DeMar shoot 35 times a game, put his number in the rafters. He'll be our all time leading scorer. Like I hate that. See, okay. Like, I don't know if he'll I, be the Matt Sundin of the oh, Raptors, man. That's, <laughs> I don't want to cop out here, but I feel like I'm kind of in between both of these things. So, I mean, just, just to touch Boo. on, No, but just to touch on trade value, I think that uh, he's too overpaid to not literally tank the franchise indefinitely if you were to. It's not indefinite, though. I'd rather they take the time doing it and build up something legit. Also, I think if, if as I mentioned, I love Norman Powell, I think the best thing for the Raps would be if DeMar got 
like an eight month injury. Yes. And then Norman Powell would just step in and the team would probably be better. And- See, I, I disagree there just because I think like the, the, there's a thing where sometimes we want to like move um, shot attempts around. And I think there's an underestimate. Like it's easy to underestimate how difficult that is, how like hard it is to read the floor and run plays. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you have Brad Steven and, and basic Brad Stevens and like, you know, Danny Ainge and a treasure trove. But we of, did like, it before with the Rudy, Gay trade. the Rudy Gay trade. We did it for sure. We did do it. Like I, I agree. Like there is an aspect to that. Um, I just think that like, you know, you might be a little bit disappointed in guys like Norm and Delon and Fred. Were they to replace um, DeMar DeRozan, like the sets he was yeah. running? Like, do, yeah, okay, sure. Terrence Ross had a 51-point game um, the day he replaced DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately was scouted and was basically awful trying to run DeRozan's sets. And sure, they weren't designed. Yeah, like that bench, the bench can't handle... Not even close. Uh, like by the end of the season, the all-bench unit was a negative when they were on the court. Like yeah. they were getting their asses kicked by the end of the year. Because they weren't like a novelty that nobody saw coming anymore. It was one of Toronto's prime weapons. I mean, nobody in that bench unit is as good as Demar or Kyle. Like, I don't think even close to being as good. So it's like you could run them out there the same way Brad Stevens, his first few seasons when he was running out those absolutely horrific Celtics teams, but he was just teaching them the fundamentals of what he wanted the team to be when he actually had some players with talent. Mm-hmm. But I think. The idea that it, it, it'd be like trading uh, Rudy Gay. It's also uh, Rudy Gay always refused to buy into new systems. That's famously why they got rid of him in Memphis. But uh, DeMar, you know, bought in all the way last season. And uh, I, I, I think it's like an absolutely. Also, there was no talent outside of those three guys on the team. And trading Rudy Gay kind of built, fleshed out the bench a little bit. Whereas, you know, there's lots of perfectly replacement level talent on the team. So I don't think it's particularly a similar situation at all. Well, and, and don't put it past DeMar to actually be better at three point shooting next year than he was this year. I'm taking bets. I'm taking bets. Yeah. I mean that again, like uh, I, I think that's tough too, because he, the attempts alone space the floor out and help make us more efficient. But, you know, it's interesting as things evolve with scouting because, you know, like defenses were playing DeMar with much more space and it allowed him to go downhill more and basically be like his, his passing numbers went up, his three point attempts went up, his points went down. Um, basically ended up being the same level of efficiency, which is not very efficient, efficient. And like, I think even as a big DeMar fan, I do have to acknowledge that, um, for someone, someone who has such a high usage rate, he's one of the very worst, um, players in terms of efficiency and making decisions with the ball. But I still think though, that there's, there's raw skill there and there's raw talent that you can use by transforming him into a more efficient player. And I mean, nurse has already spoken on, he wants to run the offense more through Lowry. And yeah, I mean like, uh, you know, like watching him not defend J.R. Smith and not do anything off the ball in the playoffs sucked. He got outplayed by J.R. Smith and that's, Corver. That's terrible. And Corver hundred percent. So, and, but I think again, it's like, it's to me, it's, there's so much context. It's system. It's Casey. It's Lowry. Um, it's, so I just want to, you sure. like said, what's his value, Ben, just to gauge how much you fucking hate this guy. Uh-huh. Um, so just as like straight up trade value, 
I assume if if I said, would you trade DeMar DeRozan for like Trevor Ariza or something? Nah, not necessarily. Uh, okay. I don't want to take on a bad contract again. Okay. I, trade about, I, I think Ariza is a that free I, agent. A trade that I'd like to see for DeMar would involve taking on a bad contract, but it would also involve taking back somebody who I consider to be a potential superstar. Uh, trade him to Charlotte and take Batum back and Kemba Walker. They're trying to unload him at the oh deadline. Oh, my God. Why not? Kemba's a killer. What did Kemba do in college? He was a killer. You think Kemba would fade away in the playoffs? No way, man. He steps up. He pulls a Victor Oladipo. He's been in the playoffs. Yeah, we're on a bad team. You put yeah. him on this Raptors team instead of DeMar. Listen, trade Kyle. Get a three-way deal. Kyle to Minnesota. Get Wiggins in Toronto. Restart. Kemba Walker. Andrew Wiggins. OG. Siakam. JV. Wait, Andrew Wiggins is literally the exact same player as DeMar DeRozan. He isn't, though. He except isn't, though. he's probably worse at defense. No, here's the difference. Last year, he got stuck playing behind a better player who's the same version of him, but more mature and more useful at this point in his career. So everybody sees that and they ignore the fact that that would have affected his numbers and his, his spacing on the floor and everything. They basically asked him to change his entire game in one season as a kid who was already struggling with the superstar label, sent him home, let him just rebuild around these two kids, Kemba and Wiggins. I think it'd be dope. I mean, that's an athletic young team, man. What are you thinking? Will? uh, well, I don't, I mean, first of all, I don't think there's any way like, you know, Minnesota's, I don't think there's any way they're doing that trade. Um, but, uh, I, it just, I don't, I, I don't see how it's like, it sounds like it, we would end up with exactly the same team. Uh, and we would probably end up paying Campbell Walker less because by the time his contract was up, it, uh, uh, there would be like less cap space and the, the cap would probably be down, but I just don't, it doesn't sound like any kind of an improvement. I don't, I think Andrew Wiggins is going to end up being another kind of like a classic uh, empty numbers guy, unless he completely turns his game around. And uh, it, it, it just does. I don't know why you would make those moves because it just puts us in the exact same place we're in now. I mean, you know, Kemba Walker is, a very good player, but like, I don't think he's any better than Kyle Lowry because Kim, Kimball Walker can't control the pace of a game the way Kyle Lowry no, does. He's, he's not, so been, maybe he's more guy. valuable in the last minute if you're uh, within, you know, three or four points, but you're probably not going to get the team isn't going to get there if they don't have Kyle Lowry controlling the pace of the whole game. The other reason why the trade can happen is that uh, Jimmy Buckets was recruiting Kyle Lowry to go to the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves last season when he was a uh, free agent. So then Kyle Lowry got a $33 million a year yeah. contract, though. Get so. a third team in there. I get what you're saying. Well, I just think they're younger, they're more athletic, there's more potential. They haven't failed over and over again in the playoffs. And I just think their upside is higher than oh, what DeMar and Kyle's is. You, you had so much integrity, like talking about um, how, how, how much fool's gold DeMar is. And I think you. <laughs> You would really look like a fool if we brought uh, Kemba <laughs> here because he's he's he is he's the kind of player you love watching, and then you just fucking lose and win I mean, thirty eight games. And I, I, Ke- I, Kemba's fun to watch, but I like I would not. He's only had bad teams, that, though. I, I mean, that it would be such a Raptors thing to have five yeah, years of Kemba really Walker would. leading us to thirty eight wins. I like Kemba. <laughs> I I kind of think he's. In a similar place he's, to DeRozan, he's, he's like he's never made an All NBA team. He also and he's five is foot like, eleven, and the yeah. the history of of short point the guy, guards. The guy I want, I mean, I just don't think they would be open to trading. But I think the situation, I'm just obsessed with watching. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the only if you're gonna trade DeRozan, if you're gonna try and like go for a superstar, which I think really is the path that I would prefer. 
The guy I can't stop thinking about is Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo, just because he has two years left. Milwaukee sucks. Something the connection might, with Masai. The connection with Masai, and again, I don't think like I think most places laugh in your face if you offer them DeRozan or Lowry, just because you know point guards. Every single team has either a young point guard or an amazing point guard, and you know Lowry's the sixth highest paid player in the league, but DeRozan is. Yeah, I, I mean, just back to trade value for a sec. I just don't see anything out there without us taking a big lump. And uh, I mean, who knows? So, so let me throw practice. this out here. Sure. Right, right now, Demar is clearly in his prime as a player. He's yes. like close to his athletic prime. Um, could you imagine liking him as he ages and becomes a secondary or a bench player? Yes. Then? If Demar changes his case, I don't dislike Demar the human being. I hate Demar the ball hog who plays ISO again in the playoffs and they get swept and he doesn't show up against the Cavs again. That's who I don't like. When DeMar was passing and learning to shoot the three and improving right. himself in the court, you saw me posting. I was giving credit to him. For sure. And For I was sure. eating shit the whole time. I said it. Listen, I know what I said, but I'm going to give him credit right here because if I don't, then I'm an asshole. Totally, man. But he reverted. I'm the, I'm the person who, like, my, you know, biggest opinion is that I hate Brad Stevens. So and I love Brad Stevens. Yeah, I think he's I know. a great coach. I, I, I get it from a lot of angles, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, you know, if you got a, if you got an opinion and you're, you know, it's something you believe, like, whatever. If DeMar su- is suddenly starts to defend and shoot the three and distribute the ball, I'll be a big fan. But if he doesn't do that, I mean, he's a yeah. shooting guard who can't guard or shoot. I mean, I think he was distributing the ball. He had five assists. So for a shooting guard, that was not like, the playoffs in the regular season oh, from yeah, December yeah. to February. He certainly did. Totally. I mean, I think the, the playoffs are tough too because it's like that's when scouting, but that's when you play the same team over and over and over again, and that's when you see who is closer to a superstar than a star. And we even saw it with uh, Wall. Wall, you know, was coming off of injury, and he was just making plays. That, I don't know, you've never seen DeRozan or Lowry make in the playoffs. He was doing special things on a nightly basis. Yeah. Well, would you trade DeRozan for John Wall? I would. Yeah, 100%. Do you know, do you know what John oh, Wall's yeah. contract is? Um, Actually, that would be a very interesting one because John Wall just got I th- a I huge think he makes contract. Like, he's going to make like $50 million dollars a, a year. Yeah, like, act, and actually, Washington, I don't know if they would, they would trade I, I, him. I think his but, contract and See, that's, Blake, I think, a more interesting. Blake's contract as well both ruin your franchise, I think. Yeah, like Beal also is making a preposterous amount of money. Otto Porter. Um, Otto Porter. Yeah. Yeah, Washington should be an interesting team uh, team this year. But um. Let's just let's hop to the the, the last uh, Raptors uh, Raptors question I got here. Uh, a little bit of a lighter question. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a ton of discussion. Uh, Will, I'll start with you. Um, should the Raptors retain Lucas Bebe Neguera? Neguera, sorry. Um, uh, no, like I don't know. Unless Nick uh, Nurse has some sort of special plan for him, it's like we all like Bebe, but. Yeah. You know, it's it's also a little bit of a, a bit at the way it's like a classic Raptors fan thing where we're like, haha, that guy sucks, but occasionally he's good. We should <laughs> yeah. cheer really hard yeah, for him. The human cigar. Uh, what's that called? Yeah. Human cigar. Um, um, so I don't know why, it, like, it. you know, it, it'll probably end up being expensive to keep him. And I don't think he's shown any special flashes uh, of anything, like the kind of special flashes that aren't shown by every you know, we get cursed with these kinds of players a lot where three times a year they show all this incredibly athletic potential, but we sort of delude ourselves into thinking 
they'll keep it up. So no, I don't really think he's worth keeping around. Do you have a favorite Bebe moment? <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I don't even remember all of them or any of them. I he was a he was a good interview is what I always liked. Like I appreciate. I appreciate when scrubs have a good attitude about it. You know, like I really liked Paul Shirley before he went all racist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who Paul Shirley is. I don't think he like wrote, he wrote a book about being like a perennial 15th man in the NBA. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he he kind of came out as weirdly, he came, he came out as kind of weirdly pro eugenics after the, the uh, most recent giant hurricane to hit uh, Haiti. Okay, that's uh, it's pretty dark and terrible. Uh, yeah, go, go to hell, Paul Shirley, I guess. Um, he runs basketball comps. He, he, oh, God. Um, Tim, what, yeah. what do you think about Bebe? Should we retain him? Do you have a favorite no, moment? Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm a note. The only thing I thought about, because you sent this this before, and you were like, uh-huh. Bebe, and it, I remembered that we got... Bebe and Lou Williams for John Salmons. So your favorite moment? And that, is my favorite moment is John getting rid of John Salmons and <laughs> that getting. A, hey man, that I, was an incredible trade. I wanted that goatee out of town. Yeah, as soon as he arrived, oh and he actually God. was like publicly like slamming on Toronto. I know. Remember J- when he came here? John Salmons was just a slightly better Rasul Butler. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if he was better than Rasul Butler. Maybe was better. <laughs> well, Rasul Butler had the five second. Do you remember that game where the Raptors, I think they were down one and trying to inbound the ball and Rasul Butler five seconded it. Oh, no, that might have oh. been John Salmons as well. I don't know. We've had a lot of five second, <laughs> like embarrassing plays. Um, ben, what are, you, what are you feeling about uh, Bebe? Yeah, I get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like, like, sorry, yeah, what's your, are you, are you just like, yeah, forget about it. No, no, get rid of my, my favorite Bebe moment was in an interview when uh, they asked him what he liked to listen to, and he said Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't understand why people always laugh at me when I say Nickelback, they're a great band. Yeah, yeah you don't understand. And that's, and that's how much disrespect Nickelback faces, that like a seven foot dude that like basically is a bodybuilder with face tattoos can yeah. be laughed at in the face when he says he's a fan. Yeah. Bebe. Well, uh, you know, I, I think he's on his way out. And, yeah. And I, I love Pirtle as well. I think Pirtle's a, yeah, totally. a really useful. And, um, you know, Abaco also was pretty public about uh, wanting to play center. And when he was re-signed, that was kind of the, I mean, they were trying to trade. They've been trying to trade Jonas for a year and a half. I think yeah. maybe they've stopped. Are we, are we going to um, throw out wild speculation at some point? Oh, yeah. Um, Did you mean about the Raptors or about yeah, like NBA? About, th- about NBA stuff or things they could do. Oh, yeah. Because, um if I can just go ahead and say this, go for it. I, I feel like LeBron is not going to be in Cleveland. Okay. And I think that would change the direction they're going to go. And, uh, I do think the Raptors have a lot of attractive young pieces mm-hmm. and you may have to part with like Pascal Siakam or, or someone I really like OG, but, uh, but Kevin love might be available to be had. And if you had a Baca at center and Kevin love at four, I, th- I, would you I would you it, be able to re or no, sorry I, so you would be able to rebound but would you be able to stop anyone? I I think that would keep the Raptors about where they are as like an upper tier Eastern team that will get slept by swept by probably Boston instead I mean, of Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just fascinated with like at some point Masai has to stop retaining everyone and I, and with that said I want him yeah. to retain Fred Van Vliet, I know. but there there it does get to a certain point where it's like all right. So like we don't have any you know draft picks like or we didn't we didn't uh, weren't in the draft this year, and we've turned a bunch of our young guys into useful players, but they're also known quantities. 
And, well, and, and you know, they so we have to deal with some for a, of them for a team, somebody yeah. for a team like Cleveland that like if they lose LeBron, they're going to want to be shaving salary. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what Brooklyn's trying to do where you want to get like middling young people who are OK. And the Raptors have about five guys who fit that category. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, I think we should be moving to the NBA uh, discussion anyway. So, or did, did, did I get you? No, I got everyone with the yeah. Everyone said no. Okay, sorry. My favorite moment was uh, one time there was a video of him um, playing at the uh, Lulu Lounge on Dundas and he was DJing and people kept coming up and asking him questions and like it looked like he couldn't hear them. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it was pretty good. It was like a 10 minute clip and I watched the whole thing. So. Yes, I mean, I guess I'm kind of getting dark here too. But, uh, oh, some some of it, my habits. It will truly bring an end to the Raptors Brazilian era. Oh wow, yeah. As what a, an era, oh you know? What an era. Um, but uh, it seems like a fitting moment. Um, Matt, why don't you tell everyone uh, something we don't know about Bebe? Uh, what I had prepared actually, Ben covered everything. My big fact <laughs> ben was knows that he's stuff. a huge Nickelback fan, <laughs> and I have a, I'll have a quote that I'll read from Bebe about it. Okay, please. <laughs> Everywhere you go, it's Drake, Drake, Drake. One of the bands that I love so much and Canadians hate is Nickelback. I don't understand because Canadians they they love when you're famous. They love to support you so much. Uh, I don't understand. I grew up thinking Chad Kroger is amazing. I love him. And when I came to Canada, people are like, you like Nickelback? And everyone starts laughing in my face. <laughs> ben really did cover a lot of them. He got the key moments. Yeah. And his other uh, top five, uh, to round out the top five, he's got Chili Peppers, Creed, Hoobastank, <laughs> wow. and Wow. Team. wow. <laughs> yeah, no one's, That's, if somebody uh, steals that iPod, they're bringing it back. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's going to be like just uh, broken and from the early 2000s. Like, uh, Jesus. I can't believe he didn't have Evanescence in there. <laughs> Um, I Everclear? mean, yeah, his loss, I guess. <laughs> oh, you know that uh, in an open gym, Patrick Patterson said his favorite band, Simple Plan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's some stuff, some weird stuff going on in the Raptors locker room. <laughs> but um, Drake should reach out to Damian Lillard and give him a record deal to come to Toronto. You know what? Well, <laughs> yeah. If, if we're throwing out broad NBA speculation, like Portland's kind of fucked too, and yeah. they they have to do something. Bring Dame Dalla here. I mean, a lot of teams are in. A lot of teams have just so much money in yeah. the books. So it, I think, and short contracts too. So I think it's it's a bit of a weird time where some teams are just going to wait it out, and some teams are going to try and make big crazy splashes but um and, and yeah if, if so, oh, sorry. things go wrong i did i looked at uh cleveland has the highest salary in the league and mm-hmm. if lebron leaves they're absolutely fucked like oh yeah george <laughs> george hill makes 20 million dollars a year yeah they have and a, he's gonna be like averaging have, seven points a game they have a, bun, a bunch of funky contracts with not a lot of value. yeah but uh you know osmond's probably ready to take over I guess. I guess yeah. that's... Yikes. Um, Matt, well, why don't you give us the NBA stinks? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Will, how you doing? Uh, you know, fine. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was such a, like, we're uh, walking past each other in the street and we didn't feel like talking. Um <laughs> I don't know if, uh, how into the draft you were, um, but uh, yeah, do you have any, like, uh, I guess, general feelings about the draft or 
more specifically, like, do you think who, who won the draft? It, it, you know, the, this can be a fan base. It can be uh, a coach, a player, a franchise, whatever. Uh, I mean, people are always say like, you know, you never know with the draft and you never know how they're going to turn out and what's mm-hmm. going to happen. But like, you know, people clearly have a general idea or, you know, players in the second round would end up as superstars and uh, guys going first and second would flop all the time. Uh, but like, I, it's, it's, I barely watching it this year. I was just struck by how not fun it is to beat up on Sacramento. Like it's just, <laughs> it's oh, like man. depressing yeah. how incompetent and sad and like, you know, because like what I was saying, we, no, obviously nobody knows if if Luca is going to be like a great player, but it just it just seems insane that they did not take him because nobody like I, nobody really they were like oh they have issues with his character or whatever. It's just nuts, and it it bums me out that that team has been bad for so long and probably whiffed on another guy who is going to potentially end up being incredibly good. And then the flip side of that is I'm like happy that the Mavericks, even though I hate Mark Cuban, yeah, I just have a soft spot for the Mavericks because of Dirk. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they sort of get to finally start over again a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on the uh, Sacramento. I am. Well, I'm with you on the, the Dallas point as well, but um, yeah, Sacramento, it does get to a point sometimes with like players or franchises when they're so inept, it it gets like it, it it slowly becomes less funny and it's just pure sad. Like I remember like just roasting Vivek uh, when he first came in and was like, "We should have a player that like cherry picks all the time," and 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 you know they got destroyed on the Philly trade and uh, obviously the whole boogie situation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is like their their own fan base is also like, oh, should we have just like moved to Seattle? Like it's it's getting dark in Sacramento, <laughs> huh. and like I yeah, I feel I'm feeling for them as well. They drafted Marvin Bagley, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. who seems pretty good. You know, I mean, like I you know a lot of the young big guys in this draft seem super athletic. I just wonder if they're gonna be able to play in the playoffs or get the ball. I believe the franchise <laughs> is very profitable though. Oh, oh, really? Is that, is, yeah, is that a thing with Sacramento? Issue. I think there's some kind of like something to do with the arena. Or? Something to do with the arena and uh, sleep train, baby. I forget what it is, but they're they're a very profitable franchise, and I think that's why they don't care about huh. improving. Really, yeah. there are so many players on that team that are it, it. Like it seems like all they are looking for is players who are good. Like every year they draft a player where people are like, yeah, I mean, he could be good. Like Buddy Heald, this seems like he's good. It's it's like they are <laughs> they're forgetting that you also need guys who can actually win you games. Or yeah. I, I that's it's a, a truly baffling strategy that they have. That's Zach Randolph. That's who's going to win the games. It's oh, Carter. God. It's ugly. Those are the guys who get it done. Um, yeah, Tim. Is there anything that like stood out to you? I, from I the second draft? that like, I like any- that um, Dallas just went and got their guy. Like yeah. if you really if you really like someone and, For sure. and you can get it done, then and they're then one just of the very few teams who can 
they could um, just outright sign a max player. And they're yeah. one of the very, I think it's like only, like without moving anything, there, there's like five or six teams that could just basically splash on a max. So they, you know, I don't know, they could just sign, Ka- or, or actually, sorry, Kawhi is still in his last year. Not Kawhi, but, but like, but yeah, De- like DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan or, or Paul yeah. George or LeBron, obviously, yeah. you know, I, I, there's no rumors there, but um, they could do that potentially, or they could keep that money and uh, wait to the next year. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe they're uh, finally uh, bringing in um, Luca is what is what is going to get Nerlens Noel going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is his Dang. time. Um, or or not at all. Uh, so yeah, I, is, I, is it Dallas for you? Like, is that kind of who won the I draft? I would say or? so. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't watch a lot of college basketball this year, but um, yeah. but I just like the approach Dallas is taking, and I also I like I really like Adam Silver. And I think he's getting in. David Stern was so good at performing at the draft. Yeah. And like people booing him. For and sure. Him just like WWEing it. Yeah. And it's starting to happen with Adam Silver too. That uh, it's, should, it is like like a performance. So. Yeah. They should definitely lean into that more and more. He, he like I make mean, the stage like, I don't know, more. More like, smoke machines and yeah, stuff. Yeah, more smoke. And maybe lasers. like. Like. like um, Bowie and Labyrinth, like just like slowly, yeah. like, like in 30 years, it will become that, but just start off with a couple like small crystals here and there. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like over the years, we'll get creepier and, and Adam Silver will get older and it'll, it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be a creepy looking old bald guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, take that silver. My ears are burning. <laughs> wait, wait, because he said. No, because I'll be a creepy looking old bald guy. You know what? We all will. <laughs> we all will. Um, yeah, what are you feeling about the uh, the the draft, Ben? I is think there, Atlanta won. You, you think Atlanta won? Atlanta won. They got the player. They did get the extra pick, right? They got the That's extra pick huge. for next and year from a team that may not be good. Huge pick. Exactly. for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's protected either. So, so how are you feeling about the? the you and know, they also got the Trae player, that, but they also got the player they wanted, Trey Young. They, that's who they want. You're, you're a big draft guy. He wasn't projected that high. Is that like? Uh, how do you he, feel was, about that? he was projected around like five six, depending on who you talk to. Uh, I think it's a good pick for them. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I like kids like that. We'll see what he turns out, but I like it when a kid has a chip on his shoulder and somebody trades to get him and they get the the player that they wanted. They get an extra asset out of it. Plus, Atlanta had three first-round picks. Um, so if you're rebuilding, good job. Yeah, totally. Um, Phoenix also had a bunch of picks. Like they 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 had the, they got Aiton, they got um, Bridge uh, Giles Bridges, and they also got someone at thirty-one. Uh, I think it's a uh, Okabongo who's apparently supposed to be pretty good. So Phoenix is, you know, I mean, they're a bit of a tire fire as well. And I will say, I looked it up. Sacramento is the 13th most profitable franchise in the association right behind Toronto. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, so there's some there. They made that's, $240 million dollars in profit last year. Yeah. But that's wow, from <laughs> sleep, sleep train arena. Huh. That's get, also such bullshit because the Raptors make way more money than they say they do. Like there's, right. there's basketball related yeah. income, but right. Maple Leaf sports and entertainment is. That's a good point. And, and also like fine. Yeah, the owners, every bargaining agreement is like, we're all losing money. It's like none of you are losing any money. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I, I was kind of going to say Dallas, but my, I'll go with my second pick just to talk about a different team. Um, I thought Denver, um, you know, Michael uh, Porter Jr. seemed like a guy who's, I don't know if he's going to be like an OG type. I know he was super hyped last year. Um, I've known about him for a couple years, so that means something. But um, the fact that they were in a position to just take 
the, the, who they thought was the best available. They can maybe, you know, sit them on the shelf for a year. Um, they just, uh, uh, re-signed Jokic, which we were talking about, uh, I think before the podcast, um, and so they're building something and it seems like they're doing it patiently. Uh, they got Mike Malone, who's a, a coach I like. So yeah, Denver, you know, is it's kind of like, a, I guess a modest win, but, uh, a win nonetheless. But I was also going to say like, uh, big men won because, yeah. uh, the league is clearly going away from big men, but, uh, certain GMs and, uh, coaches, I guess, disagree with that. Um, well, they should, the, the league should start disagreeing with that. I think it's so dumb. This copycat era is so stupid. Nobody wants to admit what works in Golden State is that they have two of the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the game. Three. Yeah, and then they've yeah. got Kevin Durant. You know, totally. like, <laughs> yeah. it, you, you forgot about Kevin Durant. No, no, Durant. but I'm saying my, no, they I still know. have two. The, then they add Kevin Durant. You can't just do that with any other team. You can't turn your guys into that. I totally it, agree. It's it, a very unique it's an situation. inside-out game, typically. It's a very unique situation. It kills me. It, it kind of sucks in the league that that everything we're talking about essentially doesn't matter because a year from now, yeah, Golden State will have won again. You know what? I, I, maybe this is like the Raptor fan in me, but I've started to just like be all about the minutia of the, of the NBA. And, and I don't know, like it's, it's not, I don't want to accept that the Golden State Warriors beating the Cleveland Cavaliers is a foregone conclusion. I, I guess not this year, depending on LeBron, but um <laughs> I yeah I, I don't know I got excited with fifty nine wins I got excited learning about Siakam I, I think that's been my focus just because when Golden State got Durant it was a checkmate it, and, was, a, it, was, and, a, it was a checkmate and, and actually to be it's fair bonkers like if the Raptors had lost in six to to the Cavs uh-huh. my whole mood would be way more chipper same right. it was same. just such a fucking kick in the comparing teeth. that regular season to that postseason. And it's it's one of the strangest feelings that anyone can even attempt to do. Cause like, so Milwaukee was the first time that the Raptors didn't need seven games to eliminate a team. And everyone remembers that game. Or or I think, I think you probably will uh, if I, if you don't, but you know, they had that huge lead and they literally hung on for dear life. Mm. DeMar DeRozan had the, I got us dunk when he dunked on basically the whole Milwaukee team kind of inspired everybody. But this year, we actually closed out Washington convincingly in Washington mm-hmm. in game six. So, I mean, the meter is moving ever so slowly, but that was the most convincing um, playoff like series yeah. win the Raptors have ever had, like by a long shot, actually. And I guess that's just depressing, but um, that's also the reality. <laughs> uh, well, sorry, I feel like I've, uh, I've left you alone for a little while. How are you doing? Uh, oh, you know, uh, conditions are, uh, pretty good over here. It, um, uh, it does. I, I still can't think of something about how exciting the playoffs started off this year and how they just became the most boring drag I could possibly imagine at the end. Yeah. Th- those conference finals were awesome. And, and you trick oh. yourself. You think like, oh, it's like. Like I was, Houston can win. I, I, I don't know how I felt about Houston because I, I know a bunch of people are like, oh, if they had Paul, they win for sure. I'm not one of those people, but I think they had a chance if they had Paul. Yes. Like there was a oh, lot yeah. of good things happening. Like, well, that team is fucked now. What Houston? Oh my God! Yeah, I'm so, very I'm, inter- okay. Unless you know what? LeBron goes there. Well, the, I mean, okay, this yeah, season. they were pretty all in on this season. This is actually perfect um, because uh, Ben, I'm going to start with you. Um, 
who do you think is the biggest wild card team um, since the, the, the after the playoffs, after the draft, um, this offseason? Who's going to just make insane moves? Who's going to, you know, not necessarily tip the balance of the NBA because we just talked about Golden State. But um, well, that could still I think there's a balance. Who, who's the most intrigue? Intrig- who intrigues you the most? Basically, if Kawhi goes to Boston, they could beat uh, Golden State because there'd be. You know, that stylistic challenge would be defense versus offense. Right. And time and time again, defense wins championships. Do you add the defensive player that you're Kawhi Leonard to that Celtics team? I mean, yeah, it would be insane. And you might have to give up Rozier and a pick and maybe another body to get it. Or, or I think you probably have to give up Kyrie. No, Kyrie doesn't go. I mean, I just uh, no. I don't think no, they no, want no. Kyrie. I, it'll be they. They're going to say you got to give us either Tatum or uh, or Brown. Uh, one of those, yeah, or sure. Brown or Rogier, I think, or, or a both. combo with those those guys in a pick or something. Um, but I think that if he joins that team, and the team might like manages to get smart back too defensively, and you've got Kawhi and Smart, you've got Horford. It's a lot of nasty defenders on that team, and I think they they become really tough to play against. For and sure. I think they get yeah. really really. I think they could beat Golden State. I mean, I, th- I I I was like, you know, started to imagine what Boston Golden State would look like had it happened this year. And um I mean, I would say I don't know, I guess like Golden State are in 5, but but I I thought that the Boston would would have been able to do a lot of good stuff. I thought all year um you know, the first couple of times I saw Brown and Tatum play together, I was like there's no like like the narrative of this team being an underdog team is just straight up because of the the injuries. Like the the players they have are excellent, excellent players. And their coach is great. And their coach is awesome. Uh, um, I, I mean, I think I have a, a bunch of problems with with Brad Stevens. I, I mean, I don't think he was the coach of the year or anything like that. But I, think he is. I do think um, I, I do think he's undeniably good. Even though this is the first year he did anything in the playoffs. I try to hate him, and then before Game Seven versus the Cavs, like. I heard his press conferences about, uh, you know, I'm just telling these guys to to enjoy the moment. You know, this is why totally. we're here. Yeah. And I no. was like, oh, my God, I love yeah, this no, guy. And I started- <laughs> players love him. I got a little hard. It was And weird. like, um, no, I've had to like eat crow all year, like bashing, bashing Stevens. But, I, you know, I keep doubling down. It's fun. That um, five would be nuts. So if they got Kawhi, <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, what would it be insane? And I think, you know, I think like it's a, you bring up Boston is actually a really, really good answer to this question because. They are a consistent wild card with their contracts, with, you know, Kyrie saying um, he, he's opting out, which is like predicted, obviously. But um, they're in a funky situation, like a really good situation, I mean. But um, they have too many good players and they have, a, they have some guys coming up who, I mean, you know, you, this is the way you want the NBA to work. You want Brown and Tatum to be like, give me max money because I can get it. So you were hoping they, I'm hoping they force that on, um, on Boston, but yeah, I think Boston's a major player. Anytime a big star moves, just because of yeah, the like who they are as a franchise. Stevens, obviously, um, how good they are already. Um, yeah, Tim, is there is there is there a team that you think has a like wild card potential? Well, I mean, for for me, it's all about LeBron because I yeah because definitely he is a free agent, but I do think. I'm not convinced that Kawhi will go anywhere, but that would be seismic as well if he went to a new destination and and wherever LeBron goes, it's just going to create ripples and affect other mm-hmm. other teams. But um, yeah, so I'd say the wild card team is the Cavs. Yeah, you know? no, I, I, yeah, that's like oh, that's that, pretty out there, but it's also how, fair. I mean, like LeBron apparently is a 
talking to like every star in the NBA. He, I mean, like, there's so many rumors, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to some rumors as well, but it seems like he's, he's doing a lot of talking. So I don't know if he's trying to bring people, um, you know, uh, I, th- I don't know if you already said this, but the good Cleveland has spent, spends the most money in the NBA. So they're yeah. clearly down to spend if LeBron is down to stay. Um, but yeah, can he bring players over? Is it, is it maybe has his career turned where players are not enjoying playing with him as I much? I don't know, man. That was it's wild fasc- to watch that finals of him being so brilliant and, yeah. And just not having a chance. Like, For sure. And watching Rodney Hood cost himself millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh, my God, Rodney Hood. What are Seriously. you doing? I, I mean, that's the thing is, like, LeBron will scream at you and glower at you and, like, be an asshole to you if you fuck up. But he also has gotten so many guys paid so much money yeah. simply because he makes them look so good. James Jones. Della uh, Vadova. Oh, yeah. Tristan Thompson. No, it's a a long list of people who he's made preposterously rich. Um, Do you have a wildcard team, Will? Um, No, I don't know. It it doesn't seem like there'll be any big. I I can't think of any big surprises except. um, uh, I I think the one the one team I could see doing something crazy or surprising would be like uh, the Pelicans. And I don't even necessarily mean that in a good way. I just (laughs) imagine they might really roll the dice on something in a bid to keep those two guys there. Yeah. Boogie's a free agent. Um, Sorry, you're going to say something, Tim? I think something's going to have to happen in the league. And, And it's this weird situation where the cap went up so quickly and now it's not going up Yeah, and everyone's getting in financial trouble. And I I mentioned Portland before, like they're, 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 Fucked. Like they, so many people are making a, like a ton too, of money, on, too much on money. And, and Nurkic apparently like turned down his team option. And Portland's yeah. like, you're not even like going to get that dude. Like we don't have that much money. Yeah. So you're not getting money from us. And, um, Washington and teams like that, like at a certain point they have to do something. Yeah. And Damian, Damian Lillard might get traded, you know, like it's, cra- yeah. it's crazy to think that a guy that good could, Come could to Toronto. be moved, but could hey, come to ben, Toronto. Ben's got something with Drake. I'd do it. I'd do it. Man, get Drake out there. Drake, man. Drop to, a few bars in my next album, buddy. Come be a Raptor. Go, go, go to Oregon. What was that? It was a ping. It was, was a that? ping. Oh, nice. Just a like. There's a like on our photo. Oh, okay. Thanks. Some <laughs> nice. people like our photos, guys. One, um, one ping. <laughs> one ping. When did it get posted? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, I guess that, maybe that's actually kind of sad. Um, cool. So, uh... Yeah, I, I was going to say Dallas, to be honest, just because I think they have some money and um, I, I don't think they're going to be good or anything like that. But I like I like Don, Don, Doncic. Doncic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Luka Doncic. And um, I think he's going to be someone who is at least pretty good right away. Um, I ho- I'm hoping that he doesn't like top out as a Hito Turkaloo, but he, he seems like he has a much higher upside than that. So I think like, you know, he, he's got a lot going on. He's like a six, eight kind of like point guard guy. He worries um, me. He worries you. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think, I don't know, like I'm, I'm not worried about him per se, like not being or being bad. Uh, but even the people who are high on him don't seem to think he's like a multi-time all-star. I think he's going to be decent. To he goes, it reminds me a lot of when Rubio was drafted and we kept hearing about how this guy is a generational yeah. point guard, blah, 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 blah. Turned into a fine player. Yeah, but he's he, good. He wasn't the guy. Yeah, Ru- that, Ru- yeah, exactly. You know, they just, they overhyped him. And I think there's a tendency to happen with that with European players. Uh, I totally agree. It, very rarely do you get a Dirk or a unicorn, you know? Yeah. 
Um, one other wild card team is Philadelphia as well. Oh, I think Philly's a major wild card because oh, they yeah. they have a ton of money and actually and like, no GM. It's total. Yeah, that's true. So like you know, it's like, I don't, like no one knows who's calling the shots. Is there some yeah. exec who's going to pop in and be like, just like we need Lillard or, or or whatever? You know what I mean? Like it's like well, like someone might just push for something insane. Yeah, because they're like grasping at power. You know? Paul George would be amazing on that team. It's true if they could add a player like yeah. that. Oh my god, Paul George would be and, perfect for and them. Fultz Absolutely, still might be a number one pick caliber player. Sorry, who's that? Markel Fultz. Like, yeah, like I have no idea not, what to think about him. His career's not over necessarily. I don't think so. I mean, like, I think sometimes the, like a, a negative narrative can take hold of a player's career and he has a really uphill battle coming back from, especially after the Colangelo stuff. Cause yeah. it seems like Colangelo said some pretty detrimental stuff to his career. What'd he say? Uh, it's just about, um, uh, he, he, like his whole trainer situation, like he's getting trained by his uncle and his uncle is the one who like messed up his shot. And um, he's kind of like, like not working hard to get back. Basically like Colangelo said a bunch of like awful stuff about his own players. He's, he, Jesus. he bashed Embiid, he bashed Okafor, he bashed, uh, yeah. You guys, his you, wife you guys covered, you guys covered Colangelo on the show, right? We did. That's we did. like one of the greatest stories in yeah. NBA history. No, that's like epic. That's like sleuth material. Future was, 30 for 30. Yeah, that's that was a bonkers <laughs> yeah. story. And like, guy, I mean, like, I don't care if it was his wife or not. He still kind of threw we'll his call wife. Calling Messiah under, Trust Fund, baby. Get out of here. I You're call- Jerry Colangelo's kid. It's going to ever cash <laughs> yeah. a paycheck. No. If he wouldn't have taken Hedo Turkoglu off your hands, he'd be a bum right now. Yeah, we, we actually did a high, uh, last podcast, we did highlights. Um, from the Colangelo, like from excerpts, and that was mine. Yeah. Call, calling Messiah Trust wow. on Baby was just sad because it was so wrong and dumb. Um, okay, let's uh, let's hit up our last uh, yeah, let's hit up our last subject here, which is uh, rumors. It's rumor season. Um, we've already been talking about a bunch. Um, do you have a, Will? Let's uh, let's start with you. Do you have a favorite rumor you've heard so far this off season? Uh, no, because mo almost all the rumors I've heard have been about, uh, Kawhi and, uh, obviously I'm not, uh, particularly happy about that. So I haven't, that's, that's like the dominant one. And it is like breaking my brain. I mean, also I live in a country where we're like putting children into concentration camps. So I'm also a little distracted at the moment. I mean, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't live in the U S but I'm also distracted by it. Um, Ben, do you got any, uh, favorite rumors you've heard? Uh, I haven't, it's all the same ones that you've heard. I'd rather start some new rumors, right? Like <laughs> I feel like that's LeBron pretty fitting go- for you. Yeah. LeBron going to the Knicks, I think would be a good rumor to start. I think that should happen. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it dumb to me for him to even consider going to the Lakers? If you're talking no, about legacy, I think James and Jim Dolan are like a, a pairing, you know, made in heaven. That's the thing. Like right? I would think I could just see them playing the kazoo together. Like it would be. <laughs> it's another be good star. But I mean, can you imagine what could be a bigger boon to LeBron's legacy than going to the Knicks and winning a championship in that jersey? What um, could possibly be bigger? Nothing. Raptors. Come him, on. Him coming to the Raptors oh. and uh, then becoming our mayor. It would be great if crazy. he came to the Raptors. I yeah, would like that. No, dude. I, I thought when LeBron won the championship in Cleveland, I thought he should have left the city and just become like an NBA Ronin yes. going from team to team I trying to too. win them their first championship. That'd Absolutely. Be, that would be the coolest, weirdest Sports story of all time. And th- there's been some good, weird sports stories, but that would be, that'd be up there. LeBron should uh, shock the world and go to Utah. 
I mean, would, be if, if LeBron went to Utah, like <laughs> Gobert, Mitchell, and LeBron, I think is a championship it would, team. 100%. Like, it's like, Quinn Snyder's amazing. Like it, it's hilarious. Yeah, it but, would cut into Joe Ingles minutes. Yeah, Joe <laughs> so, Ingles would really like. He'd, he'd be he, mad. He, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, do not like yeah. this. Actually, no. Let's let's be nice to Joe Ingles just because like I, I that's, I'm not interested in upsetting him you know he seems like a good guy I like his haircut and you know I don't know that would, that would, <laughs> he that would does, suck he like, seems yeah. like the NBA every man yeah um, uh, do, you, do you have any rumors well the, heard, the one yeah. I'm interested in and Ben you expressed the frustration of having to cheer for an imperfect player like DeMar yes that you, you like you have that moment you can't, you can't just like not play tomorrow but it's frustrating to have them and the the most the player is the most that way in the nba now is dwight howard yeah where would you want i'm gonna say russell westbrook no i mean russ westbrook's awesome but would, yeah. you, would you want if dwight howard would come to the raptors for the league minimum would you want that <laughs> like yeah he's no I mean, it's this weird thing where he's clearly good but do you want him and i would so not a rumor of, yeah. a rumor i heard was um, LeBron going to L.A., obviously, and then maybe Paul George and then Dwight Howard playing with LeBron. I, okay, I, I, I think that, that, I, that would end in a flaming disaster. Oh my God. I imagine like watching Dwight and LeBron play together in Cleveland would be it would be hilarious. I, 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 I was thinking about that as my rumor. Um, my rumor is like, I, I mean, I feel like it's kind of boring, but um, I just think it's funny. Cause it's clearly like a leverage thing. And if it's true, it's weird to me. And I guess this is why teams do this in the first place. But, um, Paul George entertaining the idea of staying in OKC for a one in one. So I'm not sure if he's leveraging that because he's like, Hey, um, LA, like I'm waiting on LeBron or, you know, it's hard to tell what's actually going on. But the fact that that is a, is a legit rumor that's out there that Paul George wants to stay and play with Westbrook. That's my favorite rumor just because I feel like it's clearly not the full truth. That team is pooch next year too. Yeah. Well, Melo's already opted in. Uh, yeah. So he's going to come off the bench. Me- Melo's another I guy. I don't know what's going on with Melo, but he did opt in. Cause I love he's, he's taking that money for sure. He's taking that. Money. Love Melo. Um, well, we actually got a bunch of rapid fire questions, so let's uh, let's get going on on, uh, on Demar for Mello. Demar for Mello? No, I wouldn't do it. But um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, what you want to know about John Lucas? That's right. I, I want to know something I've never heard about John Lucas. What do you got, Matt? Oh man, you it's, just keep sending me all these sad one season Raptor players. This is important for you to learn what it's like to be a Raptor. <laughs> okay, fan. yeah, that's true. Um, Okay, so the saddest article I found, he played uh, in the 2012-13 season. So that was the last season that was bad for the Raptors before they started winning, right? right. Yes. Um, one article in October said, uh, can John Lucas contend for six man of the year award for the Raptors? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't he, even close to He you. averaged five points <laughs> oh in 13 God. minutes in 65 games for the Raptors. But you know what? I found a video that I think was to pump you up because everybody was sad as Raptors fans then. So I'll just play the audio from it. You can, you can. Uh, okay, this is this is going to be weird, everybody at home. So, ready? Yeah, let's let's hear it. He would have grown taller, but he thought it would have made the game too easy. He plays chicken with moving trains and wins. <laughs> what is this? He practices one on five just to make it fair. He once got jumped over just to see how it felt. He is 
the most interesting man in the NBA. I don't always dunk on people, but when I do... So that's him dunking on the uh, cut out of the Dosakis uh, guy. Okay, wait. <laughs> I, I got I, okay. I, I what was that? Was that commercial of him? Yeah, that was like a video of him. Like it was like a little promo. Like, hey, this is uh, I'm the new player on the Raptors. Check this out. I'm the most interesting man in the NBA. Dunk it on everyone. <laughs> Dunk it on the Dosakis guy. It, it, <laughs> was this in a Raptor uniform? He did this. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Thanks, <laughs> Matt. That? That's uh, that's sad and weird, and I feel like it's... What about uh, him playing chicken with trains? You, did you know that one, That fact? That is when... <laughs> I, I feel like I started getting red in the face, because I was like, is this... Did Matt write this? No. Because this is a bad joke. Like, <laughs> I, I was actually starting to feel bad for yeah. you, and it was uh, like, you know, trying to avoid eye no. contact, because so I'm like, Matt, I don't know what to say, man. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, but no, the, yeah, okay, if that's him, then yeah. yeah. That's him. I didn't know that, and... Um, and his dad, Brutal. John Lucas, uh, was, I think he was a, like a first overall draft pick, and then he really got into drugs. Right, and he was and part then, of that Houston Rockets, like Samson. Yeah, um, and then he became, Elijah now he's he's kind of like, um, I think now he's like a, a folksy, authoritative old black man like Dwayne Casey, and he's sort of like the guru for NBA players who have addiction problems. They'll go to John Lucas Sr., and it'll help them get straight. And I feel like oh, that's awesome. I feel like if John Lucas senior <laughs> saw that video, he would take his son aside and be like, son, you got to quit that foolishness. <laughs> yeah. I mean like that, that, yeah, the chicken with the train yeah. thing. That was, that was weak, man. Um, your, your dad's got to sort you out, buddy. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's do some rapid fire questions to, uh, end this pod. Um, Will, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Matt, you are in on this. Um, why don't you, uh, Hit that who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> I know you love it. Are we going to get lose a lot of money? Okay. Um, Will. Uh, so, so by the way, guys, just answer these as fast as you can. That's the only rule. Um, Will, who should win the MVP? Uh, 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 wait, can you uh, repeat the question? I wasn't listening. <laughs> who should win the MVP? This is from Frank. Oh, um, I would go, uh, uh, I'm going to say LeBron. Okay. Um, this one's for you, Ben. Also from Frank. Who will score the first big signing on July 1st? LA. All right. Um, Lakers. Okay, LA Lakers. Tim, um, will Kawhi really be traded to the East? No. All right. Um, Matt, this one's coming for you. Should Slam Ball make a comeback? It's from I, Tristan. I don't know what it is, but I like the sound of it. Yes. Oh, my God. You don't know what slam ball is? <laughs> no. See what I mean? I'm trying to teach yeah. this guy. Um, okay. Uh, Will, this, one, this one's coming for you from Frank again. Um, oh, sorry. That, that's just his follow-up to slam ball. Uh, oh, okay, you know, I'll ask you anyways, just in case you know, but I didn't know the name. Um, is Pat Cro- Croce still alive? From Frank. Yes. Who's Pat Croce? Croce? I don't know. He, okay. Pat Croce is owned the Sixers in the Iverson era. Okay. And he was the trainer of the team like 10 years before Iverson got there. And somehow he ended up with enough money to buy the team. So wait, why is he, what does he have to do with slam ball? No idea. <laughs> okay. You know what? We're, we're going to figure that out for next week and come back. Um, ben. Yeah. This one's uh, from Tristan. Finish the sentence. I want blank to be the next NBA player to release an album. Bobby Portis. Okay. 
I punched a guy in the face. Yeah, I think it's pretty <laughs> badass. I think his album would be pretty good. Yeah, just a picture of like, yeah. Um, all right, uh, this one's coming for you, Tim, from Tristan again. Uh, if LeBron and his son at some point play at this, uh, on the same team together, what would their nickname be? Um, what would their nickname be? Father and son. The James Gang. Uh, the James Gang? Sure, yeah. Thanks, Ben. James, uh, I, thought you could, I thought you could say I, nicknames Father and Father son. and Ted. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, uh, with Cat Stevens Gang, because the end song. But his was better. <laughs> um, all right, Matt. This one's coming from Alan Shane Lewis. Um, are you happy with the... Oh, sorry. You know what? We already addressed that. So I'll give you a better one. It's, it's about the Raptors trading in. Um, okay, from Matt McCready. Uh, which current NBA player would you choose to possess the Infinity Gauntlet? Um, Joel Embiid. Nice. I think that's a good choice. That's like Thanos, right? Is that, is that, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like rings have power. Really? Really, Freddie? I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I actually kind of like Marvel's things, but I, I'm, I'm out on Infinity. Like, I mean, I just haven't watched any of it. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I will. I, I, it'll come on, Netflix. The thing with the rings, the gems. You no, know, I, 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 I feel like I, I see. I've seen some pictures. Um, well, this one's coming from uh, my brother Thomas. Uh, does the Dwight Howard signing? Uh, what the hell? Thomas didn't even write a clear sentence. Sorry, dude. Uh, does the D <laughs> Howard signing anything at all? Question mark. Answer that how you see fit. Um. Yeah, I think he's gonna like. Sign some kid's uh, package of Skittles. Okay, so he's he's out. He's out of the NBA. Yeah. Um, ben, uh, this one's from Yao. Um, what's the best move for free agents this year? Like, what's what's the hot move? Probably the funky chicken or the robot. Fair. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, who should the Raptors go after? Um, keep Fred Van Vliet. Okay. That's, I'm, I 100% yeah. agree. Um, Matt, this is the... Uh, actually, we got one more for Will after this. Um, second last question here from Matt McCready. How will ML- MLSE phrase their press release when they don't match on Fred Van Vliet? <laughs> oh, God. When they don't match... It's a, load, it's a loaded question. Yeah. Um... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's the answer. That, I, that's the it. Answer, their know. answer in the press release is I don't know. Um, <laughs> Will, you get the final question of the podcast here. Um, yeah, did you um, read these in advance? <laughs> uh, I did some of them, but uh, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll read them more next time. Uh, it's just, I, it's funny to me. I don't know if it sets the best precedent for the lightning round when the person reading the questions is like stumbling over them and has to reread them. <laughs> hey man, I stutter. Okay, I'm trying to work it out. It doesn't. It, it doesn't exactly like. Hey, uh, everybody, answer these as quickly as possible when you're like, wait, what is what is that saying? What did my brother write? Hey man, my my meandering questions. That's a big part of what's happening here. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the lightning round. And then it's you like doddering around looking for your reading glasses for 20 minutes. It's it's heat lightning, okay? (laughs) It's like a different type of slow burn lightning. Um, Anyways, dude, here's the last question. With the MLSE... Um, oh fuck! I fucked up the last question. <laughs> <laughs> Will's in your you know head what? now. Yeah, he got in my head. It was like, will they send Casey a tweet when he wins uh, Coach of the Year? 
a congratulatory uh, tweet. Oh yeah. Okay. He's not yeah, it, yeah, of course. I think uh, yeah, the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors. I don't know. I hope nobody knows the person who does it, but it seems like the Raptors have a uh, particularly undynamic social media manager. Yeah, they should spice it up a bit. Um, guys, that's the podcast. Thank you all so uh, much for uh, listening and doing the uh, show. Um, Will, do you got anything coming up uh, you want people to know about? Oh, no. Just a hard no, <sighs> eh? Yeah, who cares? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Don't check out Will. He's got nothing going on. Um, no, you should check out Will. He's a very, very funny guy. Um, ben, what's up with you? I'm sure you got some stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to go to see some of Will's shows. Yeah? Yeah. Where are they? It would be great if I had dates in front of me. I yeah. I don't know how to plug Will's things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Will's funny. Go see Will. I got stuff. You can listen to my show on SiriusXM Mondays at 8 on Channel 168 Canada Laughs. And I have a basketball show on it too, but we're done for the summer and won't be back until uh, the fall. And that's called a basketball court. Cool. But yeah. And you got some big time guests for that. You got Sam Mitchell, right? No, no, no. He was just visiting the studio and I asked oh. him if he'd come back and be a guest. And it was funny. Like, hey, oh. Coach Mitchell, I go, I have a basketball show. And then he looked at me and he goes, oh, do you now? <laughs> no, he's great. I'm, and actually, he had a little laugh before. He's like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so oh, glad dude, he's know. staying in the East that we'll get to have him through town once in a while. I yeah, love, I love Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell is like, uh, he's always showing up and he, he's, he's got a very distinct uh, kind of smug personality. Um, yeah, when I worked at the score, uh, it was, I think, the season after they fired him and everybody was talking about how glad they were they didn't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah, he seemed like a pain. I loved him when I met yeah, him. He, yeah. I love that story of uh, Vince Carter picking him up and body slamming him. That's hilarious. That's really great. Um, Tim, what, uh, you got any shows um, coming up? I do. I have stand up and I do stand up. But uh, let me throw this out here. Um, for years, some friends and I have done, since we were like 22, we've uh, performed in a lip sync band called Never Surrender. Okay. And um, uh, we always said it would be much funnier when we were fat and middle aged. And yeah. indeed it is. Um, so we're performing it just for laughs this year. So That's if, you're, awesome. if you're in Montreal for just for laughs, check out, you can check out never surrender on Facebook or I think never surrender.net. And, um, it's a bunch of fat middle-aged guys jumping around and it's uh, good times. <laughs> That's awesome. So Is it, uh, do, do you know what, uh, what date the show is? We're doing, um, we're doing a few shows, but we have two outdoor shows, like large for cool. Tons of people at, um, I think, uh, uh it would be the, the, 14th so 22nd and 23rd i think sweet in montreal so that's awesome well yeah go check tim out uh just for last if you're in montreal and uh thanks for everyone who uh listened to the podcast and uh continue listening rate us on itunes and all that all that stuff all that jazz um thanks everybody